Hi, welcome to the Soul Journer Podcast, where you get to reclaim your confidence and clarity holistically through the many facets that make you, you. Let's create the life our souls have been craving. I'm your host, Amberly Ann Drake. Let's journey on. Hi, hi, hello. I am so excited for you to be here. I'm so excited to be here on the very first ever episode of the Soul Journer podcast. My name's Amber, and I am so, I'm just excited. It feels like a long time coming, and I just am thrilled to be here with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Um, I want to just dive in in this very first episode talk a little bit about who I am, how I got here, why the Soul Journer podcast is a thing, and uh, just really kind of share my story to just lay the foundation for where we're going from here as we journey on together. So like I said, my name's Amber, and I, I just have struggled so deeply in my life in these huge just areas that... I didn't realize until very recently everyone struggles with it. it's like it's like you 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 go through this journey and you go through these processes and they feel so deeply vulnerable and so deeply unique to to your personal human experience and then when you start to share them other people just raise their hands and they're like me too girl like I I get it I get it and so as I became a little bit more vulnerable and authentic in sharing my story and kind of just expressing who I am a little bit more, um, I I started to just see other women really raising their hands and saying, yeah, like me too. And so I wanted to just, I want to get out there. I want to share my story. I want to be a mirror for other women to see themselves clearly so that they can, they can assess it. Like they can assess it and say, hey, yeah, I'm all about that life. Or you know what? Like I do see that clearly and that's something I want to like change. I want to like make a difference and elevate and, and see myself like grow to a new level. And so here I am sharing my story with you. Um, originally I started out as a diehard, hardcore health coach. I wanted to help people specifically and only with their health and even more specifically with their gut health. Um, I, my journey with gut health started way back when I was just a wee baby. And my mom says I've struggled with yeast issues. I had struggled with them my whole life. We did all of the things growing up, all of the different, um, all the different just diet protocols and no sugar and no GMOs. Like we were crunchy, quote unquote, and non-GMO drinking out of mason jars way before like it was Pinterest cool. Um, and so I did those things growing up and they never really stuck because at some point I just resigned to the fact that like I was either going to be miserable in how I was having to like eat because it would, you know, it would wane and it would go, you know, the yeast issues would kind of go away and then they'd come back and they'd go away and come back and I'd either be miserable or be miserable with the yeast issues. And so as an adult, I just kind of resigned to like, this is, this is my life. This is who I am. And I'm stuck here with it. And I began struggling with um, disordered eating as a young adult. Um, The way I looked became everything. I needed to be skinny. Um, I 
wrecked my immune system and my metabolism and my body over a pant size. And if someone would say something along the lines of like, oh my gosh, you're just skin and bones. Look how skinny you are. Like I would just lose it. I'm like, oh my gosh, look, look at me. Yes, it's working. But I was really eating less than like 500 calories a day. Um, I was eating mostly just like carrots and celery. It was, I was exhausted and, um, I was emotionally and mentally just drained and obsessed all the time about anything that I, I even Googled one time if chapstick had calories, like I'm not joking. And it's just, it was very, it was very obsessive for me. It was this obsessive thing. And I just, at some point, I don't know exactly what triggered my desire to like get healthier. And I, I believed that in getting healthier, I would like stay skinny. Like, okay, I did it unhealthy, but like if I'm healthy, then I'll stay skinny. And as I started eating healthier, um, even though I was eating healthier, I was still eating more food than 500 calories a day. And so I started gaining weight. I gained weight and I gained weight and I gained weight. And it was like, I didn't realize at the time I'd completely destroyed my metabolism. I completely ruined like, um, my metabolism, my metabolism needed to like reset and my body needed a reset and my immune system was just shot. Um, and around the same time is when I started, uh, just struggling with not caring again. I was like, so the healthy route isn't working either. So I starved myself and that's not healthy. I'm sick all the time, yada, yada. Now I'm eating healthy, but I'm still quote unquote fat and I'm not skinny enough and I'm not enough. And so it came from this place of like, I need to be healthy to lose weight. I need to be healthy to be a certain way. And it came from like a punishment for myself. Like you're not enough as you are, so you need to be better. And by like eating super healthy and super strict, then you'll be better. Then you'll be worth something. And I don't know, but looking back at that girl, it just, it breaks my heart to see that that was my only priority. And so then I just was like, screw it. I don't even care. I don't care what I eat. I don't care what I do. It doesn't matter. I'm going to drink as much as I want, eat as much as I want, because obviously it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I'm always going to be ugly and fat and I'm always going to be not enough. And so from that place, I just started down this journey of just like not caring. And I began struggling with anxiety and depression and the yeast issues were still there, and insomnia, and insane PMS issues. And it wasn't until I was newly married, I I just I linked it all to like, I was like, oh, it's just college stress. All of this stress is just college stress. It'll all go away. When I get married, it'll be magical. And like, it didn't. And it was awful. Um, I thought I'd be living in wedded bliss, but I was living under this cloud of just not being able to sleep and being so exhausted that I just wanted to crawl back to my bed every day. My husband, bless his heart, if he is tuning in, which he should be, <laughs> um, he is a saint um, because those first few months of our marriage, he really did live in, his, it li- he locked himself in his office a lot because he didn't know what he was going to wake up to. And quite frankly, neither did I. I didn't know if I was going to be angry or sad or mad or like irrational or all of the above. I didn't know how tired I would be. It was just really like 
debilitating. And if you have ever lived with anxiety and depression um, or a combo of both, you know that feeling of just like an elephant sitting on your chest and like if you could just breathe, everything would be better. And if you could just get out from underneath this black cloud that just follows you wherever you go, even in moments that you like should be happy, like it just is like looming. And and it was just if I if I got to the store that week to get groceries, it was a good week because I lived between my couch and my bed and I just was barely existing. And at some point I just I think I just hit my rock bottom. I remember the feelings of the pillows on my face when I would sob into the corner of the couch. Um, And I remember how heavy it was. And I just remember being like, I am 22 years old. There has to be more. There has to be more than this. I have to have more to my life than this of anxiety and sickness and debilitating like weight on me. There has to be more and I have to be able to do something about it. And so I started searching. I started digging. I started going to doctors and like trying to figure it out. Um, and I just kind of like thought that like where did this all start? And I, I linked to that yeast issue that I talked about at the beginning of just like from the beginning of my life, I've had this issue. So maybe it starts there. And, and so I, I went to a doctor and long story short, it was like, I had been using all of the lady things to get rid of yeast issues for so long that essentially I had created a super bug of like yeast. And the doctor was like, you're going to be really hard pressed to get rid of this uh, naturally by any means. It's going to be antibiotics and the whole like route of just like extreme like getting rid of yeast protocols and all that and I'm like I don't know what any of that means so I got behind my laptop and I dug and I dug and I dug and I started to link the yeast issues to my gut but beyond that I started to link all of my other issues to my yeast issues and I was just like this is it like I felt like I had found the key to my life I was like oh Oh, 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 if I, if I could just fix this one thing, everything else will be better. And it was in a lot of ways, my life changed drastically when my health changed, but that was just the first step. And, and so I, I kind of just started down this journey. I was really terrified of, of extreme protocols because of my, my experience with, with disordered eating. I was terrified of becoming so obsessed again and doing the back and forth of like losing a bunch of weight or like doing it for weight loss versus doing it for getting healthy and like becoming that like obsessive monster again. And so I, I did a whole 30 with my husband. We did it together. It was really amazing. It was super just, we went really veggie forward whole 30 and it was incredible. I loved it. Um, it felt like the right place to start. It felt like something I could find really great information on and all of the things they started to supplement and I started to like move my body more. And it was just a couple of months when the yeast issues completely dissipated. Um, after starting to just do this focus, uh, like focus health rehab on my gut, yeast issues dissipated. A couple months later, my anxiety and my depression started to just completely lift and the PMS issues and the insomnia. Like I was a brand new human being and I had tackled some of the like health issues that were so heavy that were holding me back from anything more. Because if you've ever lived with debilitating anxiety or with any health issue, really with any like sickness 
or any disease, it just takes away from being able to live your life. Like, I was not living life. It wasn't a life I wanted to be living, at the very least. Um, I was alive, but that was about it. My heart was beating, but I wasn't expressive, and I wasn't happy, and I was just, like, the shell of this human being that I had been. And and in addressing that health, that health stuff, it just, it just let me go free. And I soon stumbled into just health coaching. And I just wanted to help people because I was like, if I can just help them with their gut health, like I helped myself, then they'll be better. I can help them. I can help them feel better. I can set them free. And in a lot of ways, I did help a lot of people. Um, you know, I started guinea pigging with my family. Uh, my sister no longer struggles with anxiety. Um, my mom, who had had psoriasis on her body since she was like early 20s, so most of her adult life, um, is almost gone. It's cleared up. And like my dad is healthier and he's lost weight and his blood, you know, just all his blood pressure is better. And like all of these things that are great. And I'm so glad my families are the few that have just really, really like stuck to that way of living. And I realized that as I started working with people that it just is so easy to fall out of. And I can raise my hand to that. How many people have been on some kind of protocol, a diet or a workout or whatever, and have fallen off and just looked up and six months later, you're like, what happened? (laughs) Like I was on a roll and now I think I just finished an entire quart of Snickers ice cream all by myself and I don't know what happened. And like, I've done it. I've been there. And so I started to link just the, the mindset piece to the health piece. Like we have to do the work of getting our mind in the right place to make those kinds of big changes in our health and in our, um, in our bodies. And I realized it just was like this, like linking of like, what did I have to do to get to the place where like, I was really concerned about my health. And it it came for me, honestly, it came from being really, really sick. But I was like, how can I help other people not be really, really sick first before they do something about it? And I realized that I had so much more inner work to do because I realized that in a lot of ways, I just didn't want to be sick. It wasn't that I genuinely wanted to be healthy. It wasn't that I genuinely loved my body so much that I wanted to just pay it the respect that it deserved. It came from, I just really don't want to be sick ever again. Um, I really don't want to be fat ever again. I really don't want to be these things ever again. And, And coming from that is just so toxic. And it just is not the right reason to take care of our bodies. And so I started to incorporate the mindset piece into just working with women. And it was like, I felt as though I could hand, I could hand you the diet protocols and the supplements to take. And like, we could troubleshoot and more water and exercise. And I could hand you all of that. And I felt like as soon as I stepped away, those things disappeared. And those things just kind of waned without the constant like support. And I was like, there has to be a way for women to take a hold of this, run with it and, and take care of their bodies because they love themselves. Not because they're punishing themselves, not because they have to, not because they just don't want to be sick. And so I started incorporating this mindset stuff into my like coaching. And and I actually created an entire program based off of just, just reclaiming the mindset and, um, 
creating your identity to be the kind of woman who lives a healthy and happy life. And if you are, to your core, the kind of woman who lives a healthy and happy life, what does that look like? How does that show up? And so honestly, like I just started this mindset journey of my own. And as it came out and I started to do the just really deep, like gnarly work of figuring out why I was the way I was, why I was struggling with what I was, um, it just kind of started to naturally flow and evolve. And I kind of broke through this barrier where it was just like, okay, I've like realigned my body. I've realigned my mind. And then I found my soul. I became free enough from the BS constraints that were holding me back in my body and in my mind that I tapped into my soul, my my being of who I am. And as I did that, it just set me free to be more and to express more and to have the energy and the happiness and the joy to really live a life that I adore to the core, like all the way through and through. And that didn't happen. That couldn't happen until I tapped into who I really was and until I fell in love with that woman. And so as I got into the health coaching world, it just was it was mind-boggling to me to see just the complexity of the of the the body and and to see how oversimplified we try to make it <laughs> like like Pinterest and, and Instagram and how we like post the stuff and these these recipes and and how if you just have a calorie deficit you'll lose weight and for most people that's true but there's so much more going on when we talk about the mind, body, and soul. Like when we start to look at the body and the mind and the soul, it just, there can be so much more going on. I know for me, I had hormone issues. Like I could have, and in a lot of like spurts, I did work out so much. I had my calories right on point. I was eating super clean and my scale didn't budge. I had hormone issues. I had yeast issues. I had like so many health issues. I had to get through first before my body could ever think of letting go of weight. Like it was like, this is the last, last thing on our like list, lady. Like there is so much more going on that we need to address. Like there are fires burning and we need to put them out. And, and so in, in that space of, of seeing just the brokenness of, of oversimplifying the body and, and we kind of, as a human race have just kind of like put the body on a pedestal, like, especially for women, if we just look a certain way, if we just are a certain size, if we just this, and we just that, and the bikini seasons and yada, yada, we'll feel a certain way. But I'll tell you, even when I was the smallest I've ever been, I didn't feel good. I didn't love my body. I wasn't respecting it the way that I should. And and it was it wasn't until I found my soul and it just was like I went on this journey. I I moved through these different spaces of of pain and agony and different ways of relating to my body that my soul was always there on this journey. It went with me through the days of not eating anything, eating carrots and celery. And it went with me when I started to try to be healthier, but I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. It went with me when I moved through anorexia, anxiety and the, and the, 
depression. It, like it, it was with me. And had I been tuned in to everything that she was trying to tell me, a lot of the agony and the pain that I put myself through probably wouldn't have happened. Not the way that it did. And it wouldn't have dragged on so long. And I wouldn't have just agonized over every little thing the way that I did. And so the journey of the soul starts with just looking in the mirror and starting to let yourself fall in love with every unique aspect that makes you, you. And that's where we get Soul Journer. It's the journey of the soul. It's moving through the different pieces, the very unique aspects of yourself that make you, you, and your body and your mind make up a part of who you are. And we have to look at the whole picture. We can't just look at the body as a body. We can't look at the body as a body anymore. It's just, it's not. Uh, we are star seed souls in a human experience suit. We are souls. We are human beings inside of this body. And if we, if we fell in love with that deep inner part of you, of ourselves, then taking care of our bodies comes naturally. We want to respect and love the body that we're living our one and only lives in. But it doesn't come from a place of just punishment and, and like, if I could be, then I would feel a certain way. If I could just be skinny, I would be happy. Be happy first. And if skinny comes, skinny comes. But if it doesn't, be happy. But it takes something. It takes giving up. It takes letting go and shedding to get to the place where you can see your soul. Because we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned to, if I don't look a certain way, I am not worthy. I don't know how many times I've called myself ugly. Look at you. You ugly piece of crap. Why do you look the way you do? Why does a bathing suit not fit the way it should? Why, 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 why? When really I should have been looking in the mirror and been like, holy shit. Look at your soul. You're so beautiful and amazing. Look at all of the lines that make you who you are. Look at the body you get to live in to express out in this one and only life you've been given. Because I guarantee that I'm not going to get to my deathbed and and wish and hope that I had gotten on the scale more or that I'd spent hours agonizing in the gym or that I had just paid for the tummy tuck or I, sh I, I dieted more or I ate more carrots and less cake. Like I am not going to be on my deathbed wishing that I had looked a certain way in my quote unquote prime so that I could be valuable. At least I hope not. And I hope you aren't either. I'm going to be on my deathbed wishing I don't want to be on my deathbed wishing about those things. You'll be on my deathbed. I want to be on my deathbed reminiscing all of the amazing adventures I went on and the time I got to spend with my husband. And that cannot be overshadowed by all of the concern about how I look in a photo taken at the beach in a bikini. It just can't. It can't be that important to us. And it was, and it was my reality for so long. And so here I am speaking out against just like the overwhelming obsession with the 
body as the body like we have to look and be a certain way and and I see it so often just in having been in the health coaching realm um just the personal trainers and all of the people who who haven't quite gotten there yet there's a lot that have there's a ton of women who are like stepping out and saying like your body is so much more than just a body and we need to care for it but just the the shakes and the things and the pills and the exercise routine the insane diets and like all of this like insanity that we put ourselves through in order to be a certain way and if that comes from the deep desire to feel and look your best in your one and only skin and you're doing it out of respect then like hell yeah more power to you but if you're doing it to punish yourself and to to make yourself hopefully maybe get to the point where you feel good in your skin and like you finally are happy and you finally have joy and you can finally like feel sexy like it's just going to be an uphill battle that you are running forever and I stopped running and at some point I stopped running and I looked around and I was like I don't want this anymore and so moving through these different just huge like chunks of my life I can almost like just break down my journey into like body mind soul like it's like oh look at what you're learning there about your body and about how amazing the human body is and the fact that it just functions at all like with everything that we put it through like look at everything you learned and then I learned about the mind and how the mind is just so freaking powerful there is so much there I could go on forever in fact I started this podcast so I could go on forever. And the soul about releasing and pulling back the curtain on everything else to see clearly who you are, to see clearly who I am, so that I could fall madly in love with that person. And I hope that you've experienced something like this in your life where you've, you've met a person and they've just let you in. And they've been vulnerable and they've been open and they've seen you for who you are and you've seen them for who they are and you just fall crazy, crazy in love with them. So it happened with my husband. It was just like, he was just like, this is who I am. Here's the skeletons in my closets. <laughs> like you Closets, I've got a couple. Like you look at who I am and it just made me love him even more. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> look at you. I love you. And when we let ourselves see ourselves that way, we can say, look at you. I love you. And when you truly love and care about someone, you put them above all others and you, and you respect them and you, you hold them to a high regard. You don't belittle and, and cut them down. And, you know, it just, it tugs at my heart to hear stories but also to re reminisce on what I've walked through, to hear myself just even thinking about the fact that, like, I couldn't think more than a week ahead when I was struggling with anxiety and depression. I just couldn't. I was stuck in the day that I was in. I didn't have a life or a future unfolding before me. And to remember the way that I talked to myself during that period of time, it really just yanks at my heart. It it really just breaks it because I, I remember so clearly that woman. And now I see the woman that stands before me and it's like, gosh, that soul, that part of you was always there and you just had it so covered up with shoulds and 
woulds and couldas and and I wish I was and and you didn't have to. I didn't I didn't have to. I could have been living my best life then. I could have been living a life that I adored then. And so with that, that is just little snippets of my journey so far. You're coming with me on the rest. We will journey on together. I am so excited to be just tapping into these three really kind of big aspects of the human experience. As I begin to have guests on the Soul Journer podcast, I will be doing some amazing interviews. We will be talking um, to Amy Allchurch with Human Design. We are definitely going to be talking to Shannon Rose. We're going to be talking about um, just the holistic approach to life. We're going to be talking about body, mind, and soul, body, mind, and soul. I'm having quite a few other people on that. It's just going to be amazing in the next few weeks. Kiki Yura is going to be on. My dear friend Adam Lane and Trish Corley are going to be on, and they're going to just blow your minds. Uh, But we're going to be diving deep into what it means to really just take a journey of the soul together. And I hope, I hope, hope, hope you'll be back for episode two, where I'm going to be just chatting about expectations, how to take the pressure off, how to just lean back and trust. And then we'll be diving into some interviews from there. And it's going to be so awesome. And I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. I'm so glad you're here. And I hope to see you over on episode number two. Let's journey on, babe.